0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. Today, we're talking about what happens when you're not with your normal family members for Christmas and how you can create a wonderful family holiday anyway, because family is a feeling, not just a narrowly defined thing. So I'm sharing two stories From Chicken Soup for the Soul, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in which our writers learned how to fill their holidays with that family feeling. In our first story, Garrett Bauman explained that his blended family had just moved in mid-December to a little cluster of four houses outside an isolated rural village. The only neighbor they met in those early days was a woman named Mary, who had recently become a single mother To her two children. Her children started playing with Garrett's children right away. Now, Garrett lives in upstate New York, as far north as Buffalo, and it gets cold there. But that year was particularly cold, minus 22 degrees on Christmas Eve. That's minus 22 degrees. And it snowed more than a foot by Christmas morning. Garrett fed the wood stove to supplement the heat from the furnace, and everyone was happy and cozy on Christmas morning as they opened gifts. He and his wife stuffed their 20-pound turkey and popped it in the oven, only to learn that the oven wasn't working, and neither was the stove. The propane tank that fed both of them was half full, but the line to the house had frozen because it was above ground, so they couldn't cook their Christmas dinner. They called their neighbor Mary, Her propane line was buried, so her gas was still working. She invited them to bring over their turkey and cook it in her oven. Garrett made his way through the snow with the turkey, and she offered him some hot chocolate before he went back home. And as he was sitting there, he asked if she would still have enough room in her oven to cook her own Christmas dinner. Well, it turned out that she didn't have a Christmas dinner in the house because they were supposed to have gone to her mother's house and all that Mary had been assigned to cook was mashed potatoes and vegetables. Now they weren't going to be able to drive to her mother's house and they didn't have anything planned except mashed potatoes and vegetables. Garrett was saying that she and her kids should come over to his house when all of a sudden the lights went out and they realized a tree had probably come down on the line somewhere and it would take hours to restore power to the neighborhood. So now neither of them had heat, but at least Garrett had his wood stove. So he invited Mary and her children to come over to his house, and then Mary mentioned that their elderly neighbor, who was a widower who lived alone, also probably needed a warm place to go, but he wouldn't be able to get through the snow so she contacted their other neighbors who had a tractor and could pick everyone up. So it was arranged. Everyone from the other three houses in the neighborhood would gather at Garrett's house. When that tractor pulled up to Garrett's house, pulling a wagon loaded with neighbors, Garrett's wife was surprised and happy. Everyone brought whatever food they had been planning to have on Christmas Day. A few hours later, They went and retrieved the turkey, potatoes, and vegetables from Mary's kitchen, and Garrett carved the turkey. They had lots of candles, and it was crowded but warm, and they really enjoyed Christmas dinner with all the neighbors. That Christmas dinner united the neighborhood, and after that, the neighbors got together all the time, starting just a week later when they were all invited to one of the neighbors for New Year's. Phyllis McKinley created a new kind of family herself one Christmas. As December rolled around, she knew it was going to be a tough year. Her brother-in-law had just been told he had cancer, and he and Phyllis's sister had told her not to bother including them in any holiday plans. They were too shaken, and they didn't want to be with other people. Another friend of Phyllis's didn't want to do anything for Christmas either. Her son had recently attempted suicide. And the family didn't want to see anyone. Phyllis kept hearing this from friends and family members. No one wanted to do anything for Christmas as they were all dealing with something traumatic and tragic. Phyllis saw them all as birds with broken wings. She understood how they felt, too. After her father had died on Christmas Eve a few years before, she hadn't wanted to do anything for Christmas either. It's so hard to put on a happy face and celebrate a holiday when you're freshly grieving. Phyllis decided she would gather all her friends and family members with broken wings and have a casual, stop-by kind of Christmas Eve. She told everyone they didn't have to stay long, but they should just come by for at least a few minutes. She also invited people who were not going to be able to go home for some reason, like her daughter's college friends whose families lived too far away. Showing a sense of humor, Phyllis even decorated with a crooked little spruce tree that no one would ordinarily want. That was her, quote, broken wing tree. Everyone laughed on Christmas Eve when they came in the door and saw it. And lo and behold, all those sad, lonely, grieving family members and friends stayed way longer than just a few minutes. They all found themselves having a great time on Christmas Eve, and they stayed for hours. As her guests hugged her and said goodbye, they said it was their best Christmas Eve ever. And Phyllis concluded her story by saying, Sometimes when we are unable to fly, it helps to just perch together, leaning our broken wings against the warmth of another person. Thanks for joining me today for these two stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. You can scroll back through the episodes of the podcast and listen to other stories from the book. As you're finishing up your shopping, you'll find this bestseller at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever else you like to get your books. All of us at Chicken Soup for the Soul wish you a very happy Hanukkah and Christmas and a happy New Year as well. We've chosen some of our favorite episodes to rerun over the next two weeks with some easy-to-implement, practical ideas for New Year's resolutions that will really work. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.